Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the basketball insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Be heavy on thee. The Bart Reed. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Well, it's Little. National Signing Day, and normally we will be dancing up and down and get excited about this, that, and the other. But I don't know. Maybe maybe it's too close to Christmas. Maybe so much has been happening with the transfer portal, uh, NIL, this, that, and the other, that uh, we've kind of, kind of lost a little bit of the spark. But uh, – we got basketball tonight, Bart, Arkansas, and I think it was Kevin who said hyphen, one of the hyphen schools out of <laughs> North Carolina, Asheville tonight. Ash, yep. Man, yep. I got to tell you, um, I was visiting with Carlton from uh, Saracen and 23 and a half. That sounds Arkansas 23 and a half point favorite. Bart, that sounds wow. kind of high to me. Yeah, that's high for even if you're, uh, you know, home game and even if it is one of the, uh, you know, quote-unquote mid-majors, it's still awfully high. There's a lot of points to cover. and But, listen, I think especially you're talking about an Arkansas Razorback team that can kind of go through these lulls, which, is, which we talked about scoring the basketball. That is a lot of points um, for a team that doesn't score a ton. We're gonna score the basketball again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop. <laughs> oh, I'm Rick. gonna fall over so, backwards. Rick, I'm, I, I, you know, I won't do it again. Hey, I've got this one-person campaign for years about using the phrase "unbelievable" when most of what we see is believable, and I've I've tried on scoring the basketball. I'm 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 failing at everything. I'm really sorry. <laughs> You're gonna have to give in. Score no, the basketball, Rick. No, Score it. No, I'll never use it, but you know my campaign's probably at a dead end. I can't. I can't stop. Yeah, it. yeah. That's pretty, pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry. Bart, I've, t- I've tainted the very good thing that Bart just said. I didn't mean to do that, so I, I apologize for that. Okay. Well, I'll, well I'll Rick, I promise. If, if you give me a couple of days, it'll it'll take me a while to break a habit, as my <laughs> wife will tell you. But I. I I'm going to keep working on it. But, uh, like, hey, this is a decent basketball team. They're 8-4. and four. Randy, this is a team that's going to score a ton of points. So, I think it's their last five games, it's 102, 104, 94, and I think they actually scored 122 at some point in time. So, this is a team that's going to get up and down the court. And they've got two legitimate players, I mean two, in the starting lineup that are going to put up big statistics. So, this could be a pretty good test for, for the Arkansas Razorbacks tonight. Bart, don't you think, and certainly missing the first six games uh, allowed an adjustment period without Nick Smith Jr., but now it seems like Nick is able to play X number of minutes. The last two games, he's actually left the court, had to go to the yeah. locker room, both cases apparently just to get retaped, or in one case, I guess over at Oklahoma, uh, they did some uh, preliminary examinations. Both times he came back out to the to the bench, 
And in both cases, Arkansas was in command, so Eric Musselman uh, chose not to put him back in. My question yeah. to you is, do you, do you feel like, I think, I, at least my opinion is, I think the kids have adjusted well uh, to playing both with Nick and now, at times, playing without Nick Smith, Jr. Yeah, I agree, Randy. I think this team is really – I think it's because we have so many unselfish players. If you look at all the five stars and the talent that we talk about, these are unselfish guys. Even Council, that you can you can tell, man, he's he's a – just a tremendous score, just a natural score of the basketball. He's a willing passer. And you have Anthony Black. There's just so much balance when you look at this Razorback basketball team that that balance is carrying over, and, and they seem to be really have this kind of synergy but real culture where, hey, it's next man up, do do your job, come in, perform. Here's your opportunity, make the boat, make the most of it. So, I really think they're rooting for one another, and I think this shows that the Razorback team, this Razorback team, they want to win. So doesn't matter who's in the lineup, they're going to go out there, give it 100% effort, try to win the basketball game. One thing I, I, I think you're also seeing, and, and you mentioned this, is the unselfishness that I think we're seeing at times. Uh, I know it's, what, 200 passes is the goal, I think, for Coach Musselman each and every game. Right. And right. I, I thought a couple times Saturday they kept making the extra pass, and at times it looked like they were passing up that good shot. Uh, you're yep. wanting the better shot. But, I, again, this is something that I think when you're meshing this many new players together, and they're still meshing going on, uh, to be yep. as unselfish as these players are, I think speaks volumes to this team. It speaks volumes, and Brandy, just look, Rick, look at the point. Just look at the average point. Council's right under 19. Anthony Black's 12. Nick's 12. You have Walsh at 7. Uh, Mitchell is right under 8. That's a ton of balance for a team that has, quote-unquote, all these five stars that are going to come in that have been averaging 30 points a game at their respected high school. That is a ton of balance walking out on the court. And I think their defensive effort is starting to get a lot better. We talked about trying to compare this year's team versus last year's team. They're starting to do the small things that I think they're going to make them successful as far as getting on the same page on the defensive end, and that's big as well. I was going to ask you, Bart, what jumps out at you from the defensive end? Uh, the first thing I think of is the, the long arms and how it's disruptive. Uh, to the other team's offense. Yep, and I'm looking to also, besides that, I'm looking at the activity. You can see, watch watch how much the, this Razorback team talks on the court. There's constant communication. That means they're in sync. They know what the coverages are. They're talking. They're moving. And just their overall activity level, when you take, doesn't matter how great they are, take high school players coming in, there's a lot of standing around, especially with the high-level players. Listen, they can stand and still get away with a lot of uh, remarkable things at the high school level, at the college level. Even playing mid-majors, there's no standing. They're constantly moving. They have active hands. They block out. They're finding their assignments early. They're closing out. It, even if they're late, they're giving that contest, hands in the face. And so that's the type of stuff I'm looking at that I don't think we had that, guys, at the start of the year. This may be difficult. At this stage, Bart, uh, you may not know precisely 
what is the ceiling for Jordan Walsh, but what percentage do you think we are seeing right now of his game? I mean, I, I thought I saw some, some, some things the other day uh, that kind of reminded me of Jordan Walsh back on some of the games I watched last year when he was in high school. Uh, yeah. What percentage? Yeah. Can you, can you kind of take a stab at where you think this young man is in regards to his overall game? Well, he's, he's just now starting to crack his game. And we, and, and when Trayvon Brazil went down, remember, Rick Green, we talked about what, who's going to take over that, right. that share of the workload. And if you listen to Coach Musselman's uh, press conference, he talked about specifically Jordan Walsh. And we mentioned it, us three, we talked about, hey, that's someone that I think we have not seen the best part of his game that can immediately step in and close that gap. I think since Trayvon Brazil has been out, and I don't know if you guys agree, I think we've seen a different Jordan Walsh. He seems to be a little no bit doubt. more relaxed. No doubt. I, I don't think he's rushing as many things. I think he was pressing to try to score. I think he was passing up a, an open shot to take a tougher shot because it was close to the rim. All that's to kind of be expected. He's playing his best basketball right now, but, guys, we haven't even close to tapping into what his overall potential is. We're seeing 70% of his offensive game, but I think he's getting better game by game, and that's the most important part. This from our Asher Record Service Company live fin feedback. Steve says, as a former UALR guy, does Bart have any thoughts on the Chris Beard situation? Mm. Well, it's tough. Certainly, I think uh, Coach Beard is a fantastic basketball mind, and everyone knows what he did at UALR. And listen, what he did at Texas Tech, I thought the teams were fantastic that he coached. And obviously, we played Texas in that exhibition game, and they were extremely well prepared. Bottom line is, it doesn't matter what you feel on the basketball court. That, that type of action just can't be tolerated. I don't anticipate Texas. I know that they suspended him. I don't see a way where they keep him um, coaching with that type of uh, offense hanging over his head, and I just think it's a terrible thing by probably one of the best basketball coaches, minds on the court that we have in today's game. Chris Beer is an absolute basketball genius, but Listen, that stuff can't be tolerated. It's really unfortunate, but uh, I hope I hope he can get things together. and If he gets a second chance, I'm, I'd be rooting for him, but certainly that type of stuff just can't be tolerated. Very tough situation. That's, uh, yeah. that's uh, almost an understatement. Uh, this yep. from Jim, he says, as we head into, as Arkansas heads into the SEC as Coach Musselman's rotation and starting lineup set. I'd like to get Bart's thoughts. Woo! I, th- I think it's as set as it's going to be. Of course, you say that, and then we see Jalen Grant get some minutes. Uh, I think he played, what, 11 or 12 minutes the other day. So I, I think there's still some testing of the front court. Uh, I-, I-, I think we might see some kind of minutes fluctuate between Jalen Graham and Mitchell there for some kind of the lost minutes that uh, Trayvon Brazil left on the table. But I think for all intent and purposes, our starting lineup is set. I think Devo Davis is one of the best defensive players in the country. He's comfortable with that six-man role. I think he could be a starter very easily. You could plug and play him, maybe mix the lineup up. But I think he likes to come off the bench. I don't think there's any any uh, animosity or anything there that he believes he should be a starter. I think he likes his role as a six-man. 
And certainly, I think the rotation outside of probably eight to ten minutes is set. Those eight to ten minutes are up for grabs. All right, Bart, hang on. we got to step away for a moment. That is Bart Reed, pure sweat basketball skills, thanks to Martin Orthopedics. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. It's time for the Basketball Insider in Arkansas. It's pure sweats, skills, and trainings. Bart Reed, made possible by Martin Orthopedics. With locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Cabot, and Hot Springs Village, staffed with fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons and sports medicine specialists. For more information on the web, go to martinortho.care. Now, here's Bart. Well, that's a mouthful right there. Uh, again, joined by Bart Reed of Pure Sweat Basketball Skills. Bart, you have, tell me, you have got your Christmas shopping done, correct? Well, it's almost done. I tend to be a procrastinator in the last minute because, uh, you know, Randy, right now is probably the biggest basketball time for training because you have schools out, and so it's just crazy. You have some kids coming back from college, so I, I tend to kind of wait to the last minute, but I'm almost finished, almost. So what is a quick fix, if you will, right now at Pure Sweat Basketball Skills? What are, you, what are you finding from the kids? Well, right now we're really, as we've talked about before, we're seeing so much just offensive uh, diversity according to the high school teams. And you're seeing it everywhere across the country, I'm sure. But the shot clock here has really, I think, it's made a difference. Some people will downplay it. Some people think it's uh, – you know, has really changed the game. I do think it has added offensive opportunity. So, of course, everything is specific to the player that comes in, but we are talking about early shot clock action, late shot clock action, when's a great time to score. So we're always working on offensive footwork, but we're also identifying those opportunities to really score early and possibly up our shot attempts. And as we up our individual shot attempts, usually teams are – shooting more which leads to more points and uh, more opportunity so that's really what we're focusing on right now but it's specific to the player randy so many players have different things they need to work on different things they want to improve on so it's all custom and fit fit to that individual guy or gal i think there's bas is there going to be basketball on christmas day and i'm only joking but uh gosh it seems like you see this wave of tournaments, and then here comes another wave of tournaments. In fact, next week, the King Cotton Classic. Cotton. Man, I'm so yep. glad that's one back. of our that's December 27th through the 29th. But uh, yep. do these tournaments, and I, I guess I haven't just paid that particular attention over the years, but do they just kind of carry all the way up until school starts back up? Uh, I, in fact, it, I know some, yep. some schools have already started conference play. Yep. So conference and uh, even so I can speak to the 5A South, they've already played. Uh, my daughter's already played three conference games already. So they played wow. at Lake Hamilton last Friday. So that's three conference games. You know, Randy, that usually we didn't play conference back in the 90s till what, January. You might get one game or two in. Uh but certainly the, the Christmas and Thanksgiving just to kind of be reserved for the colleges only that they were playing. Now that 
does extend down to the high school game where they're playing essentially nonstop. And it's not just King Cotton was that big flagship tournament that happened right after Christmas. Most of these teams across the state are playing in some type of Christmas tournament that is starting essentially the 26th or 27th, Randy, and it's going all the way through. And there's a lot of teams that are playing even this week as they're out of school. Uh, there's several games. Bryant's played twice this week. So there's games almost nonstop. They're, they're cramming in as many games as they possibly can get in. Well, we talked about this last time, but the scoring – Individual scoring continues to amaze me. And, and yep. I mean, we're not talking anymore about, oh, he averaged 18, or she averaged 18 points a game. Some of these kids are averaging 25 to 30 points a game. And yep. and it's a, it's an all-around game. I mean, it's not just uh, the ability to put points up, but yeah, added 10 rebounds, added you know five, ter- uh, five assists and so forth and so on. I mean, we are seeing complete play out of these kids today, it seems like. Complete play, and we're seeing some real individual stars like Justin Cruz averaging right under 30 points a game. Kellen Robinson's averaging. K.K. Robinson's brother's 28 a game. Ty Robinson, is, I've watched him average. He's, he's right around his last five games, 27, 28 points a game. Uh, it's just all throughout the entire state. Honor Botang almost averaging a triple-double this year. Lane Taylor and Farmington averaging 27 and roughly seven assists. The numbers are astronomically high in the offensive category. And it seems to be coming where it flows because now we used to see, Randy, some of these players, top-tier players with 430, but then the rest of the team might only have 15 combined. That's not the case. We're getting more and more players, so you might have that 27 by Lane Taylor, but he might have a teammate with 19 and another one 15. So it's created a lot of balance, too, which I think is a great brand of basketball to watch. All right, this may be a toughie for you. Uh, This from our Asher Record Service company, Live Fin Feedback. Don says, would like Bart's thoughts on Justice Hill. Can we match up with him? And who has a better game, him or Nick Smith Jr.? Hmm. Well, so I'll give you. Oh, I got to answer that one. Okay. Well, I think we. I think justice will do well. I think it's going to be really hard to contain justice. I think what's interesting about the LSU Arkansas matchup is this: LSU kind of has smaller guards. Coach Musselman likes bigger guards. So we're going to kind of get this uh, little bit of parity here in how we match up. This is where we just talked about Devo Davis. Devo Davis is going to earn his money coming up this first SEC game because I think he gets Justice Hill on a lot of matchups, especially slowing the ball down in transition. If we cannot slow the ball down in transition, it could be a long day, but I think Justice is going to have double-digit points and about five or six assists, and I think Nick is going to do what he normally does. The stage is going to be set to be who, who wants to be the brightest on the biggest stage. I'm leaning towards I think they'll both have a great game Nick Smith statistically will have the better game just slightly just slightly I I don't know what uh, juice runs in the 40 but watching him go up and down the court incredible uh, he's got he's got some speed and uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup if uh, Devo is the person, and I'm, I would I would agree with you. I would think he would be the one that would match up with 
with uh, Juice. And, and Randy, how cool is it that these guys know each other? They can't tell you how many times we've had Nick and oh. Justin in the gym. I've had them in the gym playing up and down five on five. So these kids know each other. So it's personal a little bit. It's business, but it's personal. They like each other, but they want to show each other up. So it's going to be a great game to watch. That's going to be fun. All right, Mark, we'll talk with you tomorrow. Bob Reed, your Swift basketball skills. Thanks again to Morgan.